Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we begin with Paul McGuire asking the question, Are you ready? Ready for one world government, a one world economic system, and a one world religion? Here is Paul McGuire. The Bible teaches that at the end of this age, a man will arise to oppose Christ and his followers more than anyone else in history. Scripture gives this man many names, but he's known most commonly as the Antichrist. The Antichrist will seek world domination and will attempt to destroy all followers of Jesus Christ and the nation of Israel. He will control a one-world government, a one-world economic system, and a one-world religion. Joining me today to talk about how the stage is being set for the rise of the Antichrist is Paul McGuire. Paul is an internationally recognized expert on Bible prophecy, a pastor, speaker, radio host, and the author of 34 books. And I'm very excited to have him back again on The Watchman on the Wall. Paul, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. It's great being on your program again, and it's great uh, talking to you and your audience. Well, Paul, I want to talk about your three-DVD set titled, Are You Ready? You start out the DVD by saying that the 1994 Northridge earthquake changed your life. How did that earthquake change your life? I always knew a lot about prophecy. I've been studying Bible prophecy for for years since I was a a brand new believer. And I even taught Bible prophecy. And I had just written a book earlier where I dealt with Bible prophecy. But I guess my attitude was not skepticism towards the Word of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is returning. It was just, you know, having, having people blown the alarm bell on this thing, you know, over and over again. So I guess I would say I was callous, just a little bit indifferent. But when the North Ridge earthquake hit, our home was right on top of one of the, the two epicenters. It was a dual epicenter earthquake. And so, like, in the middle of, of the morning or night or something, I thought I heard the, the, the shuffling of boxes or something, and my wife was a teacher at that time, so I thought she had gotten up early and was getting some stuff to take to, to her classroom. But the next thing I knew, the house started shaking. But then, the only thing I could describe it like, and I had been through many earthquakes before, so an earthquake was no big deal to us. But this one was like completely different. It literally sounded as if a nuke went off in Los Angeles, but more specifically, it sounded like a freight train smashed through our house, and there was this endless, deafening, ear-splitting roar, which we'd never experienced in an earthquake. And our house began to shake so violently that I thought it was going to literally collapse in any minute. And then, to kind of summarize this, we end up, my wife grabs the kids, they were really, really young. You would think I would have, but she beat me to it. We get, we get out on the, we're in the end of the cul-de-sac, so we're out away from our house, away from power lines, and that was the intention. And then our neighbors start to come up to our house because we have a, a, a thing at the end of the cul-de-sac. And all my neighbors were not Christians. Some of them were uh, working in the entertainment industry, but they were definitely not Christians. Somehow they knew I was a Christian author. And so they, they all came up to me and, and said, out of, out of the middle of nowhere, they said, Paul, are these the signs of the times that Jesus Christ talked about? And I must have gotten asked that question all over the place, standing in stores. It was a very weird thing. 
people kept asking me the question, are these the times of the signs that Jesus Christ talked about? And I, 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 you know, of course I told them it was, but the thing is, experience doesn't necessarily change your theology, but this one did. It shook me up, and I realized that there were so many things going on in the world, which I knew, but, but I, I became convinced that Christ could return at any time. And I, I still retain that belief. So, it, so, it, so that is, it also birthed my ministry in the direction of Bible prophecy, and that's like a, the cornerstone of, of what we communicate. Well, now, you've produced this excellent three-DVD set titled, Are You Ready? The first session asks, Are You Ready for the One World Government? You believe the governments are preparing for social anarchy. Would you explain that? Yeah. The way, the, the simplest way to put it is that, and this, this may be, you know, certain people will react differently to what I'm saying, but... Essentially, I am absolutely convinced, because this is what the Bible says, by the way, that in the, in the last days, Revelation chapter 12, there will be a, a one-world government, a one-world economic system, and a one-world religion. So you see that in Revelation, you see it in other passages in the Scripture, and you actually see it all the way back in Genesis 11, where the, the world's first new world order was birthed in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. And then God judged them because they were worshiping Lucifer in their hearts. So this message that in the last days before the Lord returns, there's going to be a coming one world government. And we're on the road to that. But the people that have partnered with Lucifer in, in high places, they, they operate in accordance with, you know, Luciferian principles, etc. And, and the principle that I'm thinking of is order out of chaos. That is one of their primary operating principles. So what they do, and they have been doing this for hundreds of years, they've been doing it for thousands of years, beginning in ancient Babylon, they, they create chaos intentionally so that they can move the world and the people into a new world order and worship a false Christ, an antichrist. So if you look back at human history, of course you'll never be taught this in the school systems, but if you look back at human history, it's a continuation of thousands of years of wars and bloody conflicts. Many of these are not, you know, like spontaneous or random like we've been taught they were. They were intentionally designed by secret occult societies they are very powerful, and those societies, like the Illuminati and others, are still with us today. So basically, we're talking about a manufactured crisis to unite people under a one-world rule. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. You suggest that it is possible that it could be the crisis they come up with could be UFOs or aliens. However, you don't believe these are beings from another planet. Tell me about this so-called alien agenda. Yeah, I've looked and studied the alien agenda for, you know, a, a long time. And uh, there's so many, there's so much disinformation out there. I, I, I'm convinced that there are no aliens from another planet. Right. That the, that the aliens come from another dimension. Mm-hmm. So they're really interdimensional entities or, or fallen angels or demonic beings. And I believe they masquerade as aliens. 
because I think there will be maybe an end game. It's called Operation Bluebeam, where they use very satellite type of technology, holographics, and they will project a totally realistic, let's, let's just say a virtual Jesus Christ, except it won't be Jesus Christ. It will be an electronic digital counterfeit. And that will be designed to seduce the nations to worship the false prophet and to worship the Antichrist. And it will be the false prophet who, who is engineering this because the false prophet is responsible for the one world economic system and the one world religion. So this will be a false sign and wonder. And, you know, the thing is, they have the technology to pretty much do that already with holographic lasers, with digital computers, with satellites. I think the, the average person would be shocked to know how far we are into these, like, science fiction-type weapons. You also teach in the DVD that the environmental movement is a tool that's being used to bring in this one-world government. What did you mean by that? Well, I've been studying the environmental movement for a long time. In fact, when I, I was raised an atheist, I was raised uh, as a secular humanist. And so when I was 15 years old, I was uh, demonstrating with, with radical activists in New York City, and some of them were very famous, like Abby Hoffman and others. But I was n naive, okay? At that time, I was just 15 years old. But I remember being in a tent meeting at one of the first Earth Day celebrations that, that ever was in Manhattan, New York City. And I was allowed into this tent meeting because, you know, I had really long hair and all that stuff. And so it was a kind of secretive meeting of, of very high-level radical activist leaders. And what they were telling the other radical activist leaders, and I just happened to be there, was that now that the Vietnam War demonstrations are coming to an end, we're going to have a new cause for our movement. And the new cause for our movement is we're going to move from the anti-war stuff we're going to move into environmentalism and a green revolution. And so what they were basically saying privately, and, and they say it publicly too now, they were saying that they were going to use, now these were people that with communist ties, Marxist ties, but they were going to use environmentalism and the environment and that whole green thing. They're going to use that as a chaos mechanism to create a manufactured crisis on a global level so that they can bring in their new world order with their one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system. Speaking of a manufactured crisis, we see the stage being set with the COVID crisis, don't you think? I understand that the COVID is a real virus, but aren't they using this crisis to kind of uh, usher in this uh, agenda? Well, you know, when you look at just in the last number of decades, the amount of crises, and this is a global crisis, mm -hmm. and this one is probably the, the most deadly global crisis we've had, and just looking at what the COVID virus has brought about, it's, it, it has brought about social quarantines, all kinds of, you know, legislation that invades or, or pushes back at the church. You know, it's not an accident that many, many states 
that as this COVID virus has been playing out, one of the prime targets was the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you, you could sell marijuana legally. You could do all kinds of things in certain states. But the churches were shut down and subject to some very strict quarantines. And so, yes, definitely, this crisis is one that has produced results that, that certain people want, which is total social control, total social engineering. And it's still, you know, the impact of this in terms of, like, psychological warfare, and I, I've spent a great t- deal of time studying things like scientific mind control, psychological warfare, etc. You know, I'm not saying that the COVID virus is psychological warfare. I, I believe it's a, a real virus, like you said. But it, the after effect, uh, the social mechanisms that we've been subjected to in terms of combating it, very much mirror things they do in psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. You know, it fragments the human personality. It makes the human personality feel defeated. There's many very strange things that they don't talk about in, in the mainstream media that the virus and the epidemic have produced. And they, and they mirror the things that go on with psychological warfare. If you're just joining us, my guest is Paul McGuire. Paul has produced a great teaching DVD titled, Are You Ready? Now, this is more than a teaching DVD. It's really a video documentary that features brilliant graphics and video clips. It is a top-quality, excellent production, and you can get a copy of this great DVD by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Paul, now you say in the DVD that much of the money from this push for a one-world government comes from a man named George Soros. Who is George Soros and what is his agenda? Well, George Soros is a guy that is amazingly wealthy. And, and when you trace you know, how he acquired his wealth, it just doesn't have the normal, the normal pathway that, that you would expect. I mean, when somebody is as wealthy as he is, and he's incredibly rich, but he also appears to be the front man for the globalist agenda. And, and, and that's one thing that people really need to remember. Communism has always been a threat. It still is a threat. Marxism has been a threat and still is a threat. And of course, there's no such thing as socialism because all the communist leaders said that there is no such thing as socialism. Socialism is just a step into communism or Marxism. So when you look at Soros and his foundation and the massive amount of money he invests and radical activists and demonstrations. A lot of these groups that were on television agitating and creating manufactured crisis, his network of foundations, uh, he has funded a lot of that. So, so the social unrest that we've seen in the streets was, was never just spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a spontaneous sort of eruption. I remember sitting there because I was in radical activist demonstrations when I was 15 years old, like I said, but I was in a lot of them with the leaders of the radical activist movement of that time. So when I watched the the demonstrations on television when they were looting and burning storefronts and all the stuff that was going on for like a year, I would talk to my wife and I would point out to her, because if you knew what to look for, you could see it on the television news. You could see the professionally trained activist leaders who were 
in their, let's say, 60s or late 50s. They started out in, in the 60s and 70s as young radical activists. Now they've made a career out of it. And when you see those demonstrations and you look carefully at them, they're impeccably organized and financed, everything from their marketing, their publicity, their media control. But the way they move, the way they taunt the policemen is all a, a very fine-tuned strategy. Soros' foundations help to support that activity. What a lot of people don't understand is that Soros may fund anarchist, communist, Marxist ideological groups. But the real thing that people need to understand is that behind communism, behind socialism, behind Marxism, behind the riots and, and revolutions, the real agenda is globalism. What he's really funding is globalism. Globalism is an enormous threat because going back to the communist revolution when it first started in Russia in 1917, the Bolshevik revolution, a lot of people don't understand, but we, we explain this. A lot of people don't understand that that so-called Marxist revolution in Russia, the communist revolution in Russia, was not really a communist revolution, and it never was. The communist Marxist revolutions that have happened in China and Russia and Vietnam and all over the world, they're really globalist revolutions. Mm -hmm. Because communism and Marxism and even socialism is a mechanism that the globalists use. It's the way they get total power, total control. They can raid the economy. They can force people to work at slave labor wages. And it's, it's a trick. It's like giving a teenage boy or girl crack cocaine. I mean, the addiction is incredible. And that's something that we talk about, DVD set. All of this, whether it's communism, Marxism, and yes, even globalism, it's only spread through lies and spiritual deception and propaganda, which is a form of lying, and social engineering. And so when we talk about the great apostasy in the Bible, the great falling away of even so-called Christians from Christ in the last days, people need to remember that that great falling away is, yes, spiritual. They're falling away from Jesus Christ. But the great falling away, the apostasy, is a little bit more subtle than that. It's not just falling away from Jesus. It's looking to man and worshiping man as God. Man will meet all my needs. A new planetary order, whether we call it the New World Order or we call it the Great Reset or the Global Reset. All the Global Reset is, is they've rebranded and renamed the New World Order. A resurgence of concern and examination of the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. The chip, is it a biochip implant? Is it a DNA implant? Is it a, a nanochip implant? Is it a microchip implant? Whatever it is, people can't buy and sell unless they accept the mark of the beast. Now, I am not saying what's going on at this exact moment is the mark of the beast, but it is sure moving us in that direction where you receive something in your body and you don't know what you're receiving, by the way, and you don't know what the long-term effects will be. I'm not advising anybody medically, by the way. People need to do their own research and to, to, with people that are experts in that area and share a biblical worldview. But it's all pushing us towards a new world order, and it, it, it's what we see in the news regarding 
electronic surveillance and microchip implants and biochip implants and all of this stuff. This is front-page news in the secular press. And it's like we're right on the precipice of that time period the Bible warns about where the Antichrist will rule and the false prophet will make an environment whether where you can't buy or sell or participate in the economic system unless you publicly reject Jesus Christ as Lord and you profess to worship the Antichrist as God. That's pretty serious stuff. Now, we're not there yet, but we're edging closer and closer. Well, Paul, unfortunately we're out of time for this segment, but I want you to hold that thought because I want to have you uh, back on. This is a great topic, and I want to have you back on again next time. Thanks for being on the program with me. Thank you. Paul McGuire will continue looking at the push toward a total one-world system next time. Here is Larry Spargimino and James Collins looking at the latest headlines from the End Times. Welcome to Headlines from the End Times. In the days of the Old Testament prophets, God said to appoint a man to stand guard on the wall. The watchman would scan the horizon for signs of danger. When an enemy was spotted making advances on the city, the watchman would sound the alarm. Each day we see more and more signs that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we seek to make sense of the nonsense and sound the alarm of the truth of Bible prophecy in current events. Our first story comes to us from Washington, D.C., where two dozen theologians have participated in a program funded by NASA to research how humans may react to news that intelligent life exists on other planets. The Reverend Dr. Andrew Davison of the University of Cambridge said in a recent interview that he was among 23 other theologians in the NASA-sponsored program. Davison said he and his colleagues examined how each of the world's major religions would likely respond if they were made aware of the existence of aliens. According to Davison, quote, a large number of people would turn to their religious traditions for guidance when aliens are discovered, close quotes. Well, this is just another step in the direction of strong delusion. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 2.11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. When Jesus Christ comes and raptures the church, the fake media will probably call it a worldwide UFO abduction. Don't believe it. When the rapture takes place, it won't be aliens, but a part of God's glorious plan in redeeming all of creation. We go now to California for our next story, where a law passed late last year now requires toy retailers to have gender-neutral sections. In other words, retailers can no longer have a section of toys for boys and a section of toys for girls. The new law signed into effect by California Governor Gavin Newsom will fine retailers $500 daily for not having a gender-neutral toy section. Well, James, this is just ridiculous. First of all, it should be businesses, not government, that decides how they display their merchandise. Secondly, most of us, including the residents of California, had no idea the need for gender-neutral toy sections was a problem that needed to be fixed by government action. 
Why, the next thing you know, California liberals will outlaw gas-powered lawnmowers. Oh, I think they just did that too, didn't they? Yes. Also, late last year, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill 1346, which outlaws the sale of gasoline-powered lawn equipment such as mowers, string trimmers, leaf blowers, and other devices. Supporters of the new state law believe that it will reduce pollution in the Golden State. This law will only hurt California consumers and small lawn care businesses as they are forced to purchase more expensive electric lawn equipment. In California, there are 50,000 lawn service businesses. The total cost for those businesses to change from gas-powered lawn equipment will be a quarter billion dollars or more. Newsom and the legislators who voted for this bill may think they're doing the right thing, but did they ever consider that they're messing with people's livelihoods and lives? In other news, an animal rights group is celebrating a recent federal court ruling that recognizes hippos as legal persons. This is the first time in United States history that hippos have been recognized to have enforceable rights. The ruling stems from a case involving a group of hippos in Colombia that had been labeled as a dangerous and invasive species. Authorities in the South American country plan to euthanize the animals, but an attorney for the Animal Legal Defense Fund sued on the hippo's behalf. Now the United States District Court has ruled that the hippos have personhood. Well, once again, this is another story that shows how crazy the American federal courts have become. In recent years, they have recognized orangutans, dogs, and now hippos as legal persons. This is tragic. The federal courts cannot find grounds for protecting unborn babies, but when it comes to animals, they step right up. Well, that brings us to our last story. We end this edition of Headlines from the End Times on a positive note. Last November, the citizens of Texas voted to prohibit government from limiting religious services. An amendment to the Texas Constitution prohibiting the state government from imposing limits on religious worship services passed with 62% of the vote on Tuesday, November the 2nd, 2021. The legislation came in response to government restrictions on houses of worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. Proposition 3 added a clause to the Texas Constitution that forbids the government from imposing any limits on religious services in the future. The amendment passed with more than 900,000 votes, according to an unofficial election results from the Texas Secretary of State. We praise God for the people of Texas and this stand for religious liberty. We pray that we see more common sense legislation like this pass all across the United States in 2022. That will wrap up this edition of Headlines from the End Times. For Dr. Larry Spargimino, this is James Collins, leaving you with the words of the Apostle Paul, who said in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Be sure and order Paul McGuire's three DVD set, Are You Ready?, in this three DVD series, Paul McGuire exposes the master plan behind the creation of a one world government, a one world economic system, and a one world religion. Get Are You Ready? for a gift of $25 or more 
when you call 1-800-652-1144 or online swrc.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.